1: me, I'm going to stop bugging you from this point on by joining this program that I've been bugging everyone to join, so thank you everyone for coming to our geek out for Dune and right off the bat this is something that I never thought it would ever happen to begin with let alone doing the Dune book group but that was a year ago and a year later, here we are doing a Dune movie geek out so i am so happy Woo-hoo! that everyone has joined and as i said i have giveaways so i wasn't like lying to you people i have stuff for you caroline's going to take care of the the wheel so to speak that your name is going to be on there so if you're within our day county you need to know, uh, if you're not a staff, let me know which branch you want me to send it to. And if you are staff, let me know which branch to send it to. And if you're out of state, if you're lucky to be out of state, but within the United States, let me know where to send it to because I have no uh, shipping address for you. So, But before we get started, let's do a quick introduction. As you may or may not know me, I don't know why not. My name is Montgomery. And with me, and also just on the same table, we have Osmar. Oh, hi, I'm I'm Osmar. We have... Heather. So Heather and I worked briefly at Coral Reeve, and and within that short time, I found out that she loved Dune, and we were like, we gotta do Dune. So it was kind of like a brainchild that came from that discussion, so glad to have happened with that. And we have...
2: Caroline, super excited to be here. I do a lot of Geek Outs with Monty, just not do miss the Dune book
1: club. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But still, we, I, I, I love you know your takes on what we do for our past Geek Outs. So, uh, we do have other guests returning. Joe, who uh, was in our book club last year. So, welcome back, Joe.
3: Thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy that the movie finally came out and we're all able to enjoy it, hopefully. I just Wish I could have seen it in IMAX. Oh well.
1: Don't anyway. we all? Don't <laughs> we all?
3: Don't we all?
1: Don't say we all.
3: Don't
4: say we all. Oh, franchise.
1: <laughs> Speaking of which, there's Mr. Gene, who is my co host yes. on my podcast. Yeah, but here I, we
4: go. Here yeah. we go again. <laughs> <laughs> Got a show. Hey, yeah, yeah. You had
1: to do that move.
4: Had, okay. Uh, you know.
5: <laughs> hey.
4: Nerd, yeah, guilty, yeah, dork, whale well, penis, yeah, guilty by association, yeah.
1: So, uh, last night I pulled in another favor from a friend who I haven't talked to in a while, so I'm saying hi to Tigger, which is Melinda. So, she and I worked back at borders back in uh Coconut Grove a long time ago, and they got far, far, far away. away. CG, yeah, I can yeah. do it too, I can, yeah, do it I got it. So thank you, Tegan, for joining.
6: Of course, I wouldn't miss this.
1: <laughs> and we also have Patrick, which I forgot to mention, because Patrick always comes to my Geek Out. So welcome again, Patrick. How's
5: everybody doing? There we go. <laughs>
3: hello, hello.
1: And I want to spe- uh, uh, say a special uh, hello to Tanya, who has been part of our Stranger Things Geek Out that we just finished up. So thank you for coming to our Geek Out for Doom.
3: Oh, yeah, you're (laughs) welcome.
7: If you can hear me, I just realized I had my mute not off. (laughs) You probably heard my car while I was driving. That's all right. That's
1: all right. As long as you don't get into an accident, that's all we care about.
7: No, no, I'm home now and ready. Soon, well, we'll we'll talk about
1: it. Just want to see who else we have with us. We have Lily. Hi, guys.
8: Hello.
1: Hello. Hello, and some and do we have a Graham in the house? <laughs> uh, hey, uh, that's me. Hello. Hi, Graham. Thank you for coming. After that long introduction, because normally it's not that long. There's only like three people. <laughs> Let's get started to talk about Pardoon And I can't do the control. You do the control. Thank you, Osmar. Osmar presses the button. All right.
4: So, in so the doing. monkey throws the switch. Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, if again, if you've ever seen the video for the podcast for the book club, uh, we start off with a little introduction about what we're going to be talking about in the scope. So, we have plans within plans, which is a nice Dune reference. Uh, we'll talk some Dune news. We'll then talk about the movie itself. I'll then talk about some of the library materials that are available. And also, because no one asked for this, but I brought it back, the Dune memes. (laughs) 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 And uh, we'll do the Dune giveaway prize at the end of our presentation. Before do that discussion, wanted to show that this was something that I tried to order last time. I did this program a year ago. These are my Dune figures that Walmart canceled for me last time. So I was able to finally pick these up and I wanted to show these off in the group after almost a year of absence of these guys. So I still have not opened them, but I just wanted to show them that they finally got. And if you saw the the giveaway picture of the Baron, that's also I took him out of the box and did a photo shoot with him. So, but I got everybody. (laughs) Uh, we'll see if we'll get a series two for next time for the next movie. But um
4: or gray figures. Great. <laughs> if they could be
1: orange camouflage. So, sure. so. okay. <laughs> uh but still they're a much better addition than the original Dune figures, which we all kind of laughed about during our last <laughs> discussion. So wondering awesome. let's go okay. click on some Dune new news. Oh, and I'm sorry, Laurie also is here. Sorry, Laurie. (laughs) Thank you for coming. Right off the bat, this happened yesterday. and We have to kind of acknowledge we lost Dean Stockwell. And if you know him from Quantum Leap, Mm -hmm. he was Al in that show with Sam Beckett. And more importantly, he played Dr. Yui in the 1984 movie of Doom. Which, right off the bat, I'm going to say this, I like his performance a lot more than the Yui that we saw. I think Yui got show, short change. That's just my take. I, I Again, I love what he was able to bring to that role. And I understood that passion. Whereas the new one just felt like, we got to go. Keep going. Keep
8: going. <laughs> 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 they had a to lot, lot of ground to cover.
1: They did. In fairness, they did. Sorry that he is gone, but... Um, At least we remember him and we still have it available if you ever want to see his performance. I still it's one of the few things that I can say it's great. So
8: it deserves a watch. You should definitely watch it. He
1: does. Yeah. I highly agree. All right. So as we all know, officially we are getting a Dune part two, not Dune Two, because it's only the (laughs) second part. (laughs) Thanks, the
8: maker thank the maker <laughs> for real this is coming and goings i wanted a part i want a part three i still have out hope for a third part
3: well, he's, he's he's hoping to also do uh do messiah
4: so we yes. may get it
8: yes even if it's not with uh denny i hope they do it i'd be excited i'd watch it
4: I mean, do we have any news on the the Dune, the Sisterhood on HBO Max? I was going to mention that we do have that
1: coming out, but nothing as far as a date or when it's going to production. But that's still expanding this kind of new universe that's been around since 1965. So who knows? We don't know it yet. But I'm sure we'll know who more knows? before that. Who, who knows? <laughs> I'm sure we'll know that information a lot sooner than we'll know the, the release of the next movie. Although, I think they're going into production this summer. Or I should say next summer. Summer's over. At least we got it. Yeah. Alright, so this is kind of Dune related. Taka T D is making a movie based on this graphic novel by Jodorowsky and Mobius. If you know Jodorowsky, <laughs> he wanted to make Dune. If you've seen this documentary, which I wish we would have it in the library, and I definitely would definitely want to order this. Um, I think you can see it on Amazon Prime, if I'm not mistaken. You can. You can. Okay. It is a brilliant piece of filmmaking behind the scenes documentary. I love it so much. It is so weird and out there for what he wanted to do. But the Inkle itself is just it's another was a graphic novel that he had ideas that he wanted from in the movie and has put it into this graphic novel. So uh, there is a character called the Meta Baron, which is referenced to the Baron Harkonnen that we saw in Dune. And I think in the opening pages of the Inkle, there's a scene in which there's a man falling down like a cityscape that's very uh, reminiscent of what you saw in Attack of the clothes in the Star Wars movie, the second one. So again, stuff that we would see later on somehow appears in other properties. So much like Star Wars ripping off Dune, here's a kind of segue that it kind of ripped off from the guy who wanted to make the movie. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But again, I highly recommend watching that documentary. All right, so let's do finally our Dune discussion movie. So Heather, you want to go and... Change slide.
8: So I was wondering, like, did you guys have any predictions before going in and seeing the film? Like, did you ha- like I had an idea that they were going to stop um, this half because I knew there was going to be a part two. There were certain characters we just didn't see. And so it was like, there's got to be a part two. There has to be. And I had hope. Um, and so I had a prediction that the movie was going to stop um, where they were drinking the water of life. Um, and I was wrong. But I wondered if you guys had any theories or fan theories before going into seeing the film. What did you think was going to happen? Did you like the character performance? How, how did you guys feel?
3: Uh, may I start? <laughs> yeah, go ahead,
1: Joe.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, well, when I was coming to the movie, I actually had the prediction that they were going to stop it at either one of two points. Either at the death of Leto, of Duke Leto, or uh, the death of Jamis. And I was right on the second bet, because it's basically when Paul leaves his identity as Paul Atreides and begins his identity as Paul Moati, which by the way, I'm hoping that in the new movie, in part two, that they give him the name Fusel as well as Moati, where he becomes truly a part of the premise. There's that. And also, I mean, the movie is gorgeous. The cinematography and the direction was amazing but i felt that many characters were shortchanged in other words the Mentats, both suffer Hawat and paida de DeBreeze, dr yui another one who i felt was a bit shortchanged. changed it's like we didn't have the inner dialogue or the introduction to why and who they were um integral to the plot but Besides that, I love the things that he did keep or added to the movie. We had the, the different languages. We had the uh, them using the Atreides uh, uh, battle languages or the hand signals and gestures. We had... Um, we had bagpipes. We had, right? huh? <laughs> we had bagpipes. We had bagpipes, yes. And that it was actually fitting for the Atreides. It's uh, so great. <laughs> yeah. We had um, a lot of very interesting things. But again, I, I mean, and I also did hear that he left a lot of things off the table. Like, <laughs> we did have the dining room scene, which was filmed, but it was not put in the movie. Then again, and he's stating, and Villeneuve is saying that he's not going to do a director's cut, but I hope he changes his mind because there's so much good stuff he left on the table. Uh, but all in all, I give the movie a 9.5. I mean, it was as close to perfect as I could expect. But it still left me wanting more. I agree
1: with that sentiment. Who else wants yeah. to talk? I'll talk. Okay, <laughs> go. Awesome. Uh, I, I didn't have any predictions because I I, uh, I didn't read the book or anything. I just heard you talking about it, so I was just like, oh, this seems interesting. Uh, you know, like an action movie type. So let's see where it goes. What about you, Gene?
4: Um, I didn't have any predictions. I knew I knew that I. It's a really culty book. You know, it's a, it's a culty <laughs> piece. No, normal people don't, don't, don't have an interest in it. You know what I mean? But I, I found it wonderful. You know, I, it was boiled down. It was understandable. And, uh, I'm an experiment for you guys because you and Joe actually sat me down and made me watch the 1984 David Lynch film, which helped in my digestion of it. I read the book. <laughs> I enjoyed it. And, the. The great thing about it is that I will read the book again because I I want to understand more about this universe. That's the best thing about it for me. But it was weird. I missed the cheesy lines from the 84 version. And I was the first thing I was like, wait, is it Harkonnen or Harkonnen? How are we pronouncing that word now? Harkonnen? Harkonnen.
7: Harkonnen. like, wait, what?
1: Still don't like it. Still don't like Harkonnen. I prefer Harkonnen, too.
8: He used both.
1: I know. He used both
8: pronunciations in the audio book. He used both Harkonnen and Harkonnen. He,
0: he didn't Harkonnen choose. is what I thought it would go as. So, can I go? Go
1: ahead, Lily.
0: Go ahead. All right. So, I became a fan of Dune with the sci-fi movies that came out. I think I was in high school. So, I did get to watch Dune as well as Children of Dune. It wasn't until, you know, COVID hit, I was like, well, I need to start reading a trilogy. So, let me start with Dune. Uh, I have always wanted to read it. So, I haven't watched the movies. Obviously, this is going to be spoiler for me, but it's okay because I prefer the books anyway. For me, I always wanted to see how they're going to portray the Benedict hand, like the hand movements, uh, the, the language, you know, uh, the codes, uh, but also just the language of the of the cultures. Like, how are they going to go about doing that? That's what I want to see. Uh, and I did kind of get a little bit with you know the sci-fi movies but i want to see this version of it how they went about doing it
2: so yeah that's my input on that
1: anyone else want to uh, chime in
2: i just wanted to say it's really interesting because i come from like i approach dune in a totally different way than i think most people because obviously i had heard of it but i am a reluctant science fiction fan um if I if I say I don't like a genre, it's usually science fiction is the first one that I'm like, I don't really care for it. But I did read the first book when I heard about the movie that was being made because I love book to movie adaptations. I love Villeneuve's work. I've seen like the last like five movies that he made. Obviously, I'm obsessed with every actor and actress that they cast in the main, you know, I, I watch all of their movies. So it's really interesting, though, to hear everybody talk about it because I was like, it's just Harkonnen. Like, that's how you pronounce it, you know? And it's like, I don't want a cheesy version of Dune, especially after seeing this and having read the book. You know, I my boyfriend was like, you're never allowed to watch the original one because it'll ruin, like, I, I would apparently really not like it. And he's like, you're never going to get past it. So like, if you watch that original movie, then you're never going to take it seriously and you're not going to read the book and you're not going to watch the new movie and, and have a appreciation for it. And it's kind of like that with like the Avatar, The Last Airbender. I don't know if anyone had that experience. I'm not allowed to watch the live action movie because, you know, it's just not. It's just we're going to pretend it didn't exist kind of thing. It's really interesting to hear everyone kind of talk about all of these different like things that I hadn't anticipated, you know. And that's all I wanted to say on that because I didn't have any predictions going in. I had like basically a clean slate other than the book. So it's really interesting to hear the things that you were expecting to hear or or not hear or see and not see based off of what was included in you know the original movie and and the miniseries. So.
6: Cool. I, I will I will say that I think you actually will enjoy the first movie. I'll go on a limb and say that because I love the books uh. and I actually enjoyed the first movie. <laughs> if you take it with a grain of salt and understand that it's it's going to be campy. Yeah. but it's still enjoyable. It's not, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's definitely not. I mean, it's definitely not. It's definitely <laughs> not like the book, but it's, if it is not as awful as people usually say, I actually really like the movie and I loved the books. Um, my prediction 4 HP for this one, this movie was completely off because I thought they were gonna actually stop um at the birth of the daughter, and they, they stopped way before. So I was well, not way, before, but they stopped before. So I was a little surprised where they stopped, but it was, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised.
1: Yeah, I, was surprised.
7: I, I wanted to say that um Caroline um listen to the people telling you about Airbender <laughs> <Flyback>. <laughs> 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 watch the animated version but the i think the first version is best when you put it in context of the director david lynch and you understand his style and what he was trying to accomplish which was you know trying to tell a story kind of his way and i and i think he is a good example that movie itself is a good example of avant garde Kind of stylistic movies really coming onto the scene, and so in many ways, it's a it's a precursor to a lot of the movies we have today. Um, so I tried to come into it in knowing that this is a modern movie and probably have some modern elements. I I am happy there's a part two, and so we're following like you know the epic proportions of the whole book series, and I was very happy for that. I was happy J.J. Abrams is not the director. (laughs) I was a little worried because I was thinking it could go the whole other perspective, you know, whole other way of focusing on, you know, the violence and the damage and explosives. And I found this, this movie beautifully soft and wonderful, which is different than David Lynch's kind of dark, weird version. And and that way, I, I thought it, it does a wonderful way of setting up the, the environment in a way I haven't seen a movie do since, you know, the whole Lord of the Rings and books like that as far as fantasy sci-fi. I, I saw it more as fantasy sci-fi than just straight up sci-fi. It's just fantasy on another planet, you know, in another system. Kind of like the Lord of the Rings is why I kind of make that example. I mean, it's Earth, but is it? You know, it's, it's not really,
9: <laughs> you know. i just <laughs> so, like to add yeah. something. Um, um, basically, I'm sorry I came in late, but, you know, adding to what Tigger was saying and others, you know, I started with the 84 Lynch movie when I was a kid back in the 80s, and I actually enjoyed that movie. And after reading the book years later and seeing this new movie, I still have an affinity for that Lynch film, because, you know, somebody once put it as like this, it's a beautiful mess. It's one of those things that <laughs> it's not, a, you know, it's not Dune as you know it, but it's 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 a spectacle. And it's just one of those. And it's got so many great actors like Patrick Stewart and, you know, Dean Stockwell and all these characters and Sting, of course, you know, but it's it's a beautiful, beautiful mess. And I, I've always enjoyed the movie as a, as a standalone thing. And uh, as for the, as far as this film goes, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it, it did. Good justice for the book for the most part. And um, you know, it it was it was great and I'm really looking forward to part two. And I'm I'm sorry, has anybody have we have you guys touched on the the aborted film from the seventies, the Dodorovsky version? We, that we, was we, weird. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah. But that yeah, makes the gonna... most movie look, you know, that's not nearly as strange as it could have been. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it could have been
8: weird. Oh, it could have been right. been weird. <laughs> Weirder.
3: Right. So weird. It. Anyway, anyway, um, hold if you on, like the
8: labyrinth, know. you'll like the old Dune. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
6: right. I love.
5: Want to chime in?
1: Hi, two, yeah, two. I do too.
5: I just want to say, first of all, I I started watching Dune and I saw the the full version. I think it was like a five hours. I think three, four. Yeah, how long it is? And you know, and that's the eighty four Lynch, of course. But you know, I had to use it as a reference point because I, didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't read the book. I always wanted to, but it's just a lot of other books I have to read. But I've gotten to the point now where I just i rather see the movie first and then just read the book to fill in what I'm missing from the movie, because if I read the book, I'm not going to enjoy the movie. So I go in there with low expectations. But with the director, the way I'm saying his name correctly, but with him, the way he did Blade Runner, I know he's going to do well with Dune, and I like to feel the pace of it. Uh, I agree with Tanya. I think she mentioned that it was more—it's like a fantasy sci-fi, and it's—it has that feel. It's—it's it's lighter in tone, you know. Uh, it's not as dark as the the Lynch one, and from, but you know when you see it for the first time, especially from a kid's perspective, when I thought as a kid. It leaves an impression that it never leaves like especially from the 80s sci-fi so if you grew up in the 80s and you dealt with that type of with the, the type of space opera like sci-fi's back then it, it's a totally different feel but it does lay the foundation so that when you see sci-fi today you can see the comparison and still um enjoy it you know it's just like, if you've ever seen old British sci-fi, you, you know what I'm talking about, like Blake Seven and even stuff from the late 80s of, well, a lot of them were comedies, but, or Doctor Who, they have a certain feel, but they had great stories. Special effects weren't great, but when you have, a uh, when you have directors that do movies like this, they grew up on that as well. So they try to capture a lot of what they grew up on, but put it in a more modern telling so that you can still enjoy it, but have a different feel for it
10: um anyone else that has
1: not spoken yet
10: uh yeah all right Grant. um so my my partner uh, originally got me into dune because we uh, watched the miniseries together which i really loved um and i have read portions of the book uh but not the whole thing but i i really really liked the miniseries i thought it was like so bombastic and and campy and fun uh and so colorful Uh, especially compared to the new movie because me and my partner watched the new movie and uh, personally I did I didn't like it uh, as much as I did the miniseries just because it felt uh, it felt more drab in my opinion Mm -hmm. Uh, you know they they like someone said earlier they cut out the uh, the dinner scene Uh, that's an early scene you know where In the miniseries you get to see all these goofy outfits everyone has on you get to see the politicking going on uh which is all really fun and then uh the the princess comes in and she's got this massive head gown with just butterflies on it and it's all it's all very silly and fun uh, and colorful but uh for me the the new movie left out all those bits that i really really liked so personally i was a little disappointed honestly
1: i i agree with you but there's an argument that lynch's dune and the, the sci-fi channels dune and denny's dune all exist and have valid points for whatever aesthetics you like like i still love the Bene Gesserits from lynch's version i love the bald head i wonder why but i'm just saying the more striking visually the more striking that we've seen in the other two movies so that's just yeah what I think.
10: uh yeah it's it's definitely valid uh as as something that stands on its own and i, I did like a lot of uh, a lot of the movie like i thought the thopter design was really really fun excellent uh i i love that yes the video
1: oh. is it's not working on this oh, okay so we may kind of have to kind of push through a little bit quicker that's because
8: yeah, yeah. um essentially what was happening in the mini the video was a tiny one minute clip of the differences between um What they basically, what we were discussing, what they like admitted from the new version of the movie. We see them cut out huge context in the newer adaptation to kind of make it flow and make it streamlined and more introductory for people who haven't really read the in-depth book. Um, And you're hearing them use the voice on Paul. And in the old movie where you were watching it from 84, you could hear the internal monologue. It was really present. Um, And in the new movie, when you hear um, uh, Lady uh, Helen Mohim use the voice on Paul to get him over so that he can take the test, um, you don't actually hear her basically speculate to herself like oh well, maybe he's refusing the voice maybe he's you know maybe this one is smart so you're hearing that internal monologue Did any of you like miss some of the gaps of the internal monologue that they left out or even at the beginning of each of the excerpts in the book um you hear the princess uh lady erlan or uh, princess Erlen, uh basically foreshadow what's going to be happening in the next chapter, and in the movie you see her foreshadowing maybe the events that come into play, like a diary entry. Does anybody miss that? Or do you think it flows a little bit better with those pieces cut out?
3: I'll go again and just say, yes, I miss it.
8: <laughs> yeah. I missed
6: it a little bit, too.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I miss it because it gives a better context with the book, but okay. I'm sorry. Please continue. No, 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 I had take it.
6: So, I mean, I, I definitely had mixed feelings on it because I do... My muses. all
7: right
8: you raise your volume a little bit? We can't hear you.
6: Hold on. Sorry, I forgot I moved my mic. Oh, no. <laughs> so, <Okay>. so I, <laughs> I'm at work. <laughs> so, um, I actually had really mixed feelings because I do feel like they did a very good job of conveying the message without the inner dialogue. But there were points where I kind of was like, oh, yeah, it would, you know, I did miss it a little bit. I actually really enjoyed not having it as well. Cause I feel like it flowed very nicely and it wasn't, it wasn't, I thought I was going to miss it more, but I really mm. didn't. Now my my husband was miserable without it. Like he hated the, the the lack of inner dialogue. He really, really that that was one of his big pain points while we were watching it because he kept saying, well, if you never read the book, you're really missing out on things like having read the book, maybe I didn't, it didn't hit me as hard that the inner dialogue was missing because I already kind of knew where it was going. So I think it definitely, it definitely makes a difference on your background, whether or not you've read the book if and how much you enjoy and how much you miss. If that makes sense.
4: I was, I was really surprised at how I missed the old version. I missed the Lynch version. I was surprised because I hated it at first. Uh, Joe <laughs> and Monty had to sit there and like, I walked out of it, I'm like, no, no, this is too difficult, because you have to work, because there were scenes that, like, Montgomery and Joe would be like, yeah, this part isn't in the, in the book. And like, why is it in the movie then? It makes no sense to me. But it was funny, because a lot of the dialogues and stuff stuck in my head. I'm like, well, oh, I missed that scene. I missed that line. I'm, I was expecting that jab or that that quote, but it wasn't there. But it's a new retelling. But, um, yeah, enjoyed it still. Just It's more... More diluted, more watered down, more easier to digest in this current form. I think overall, you just have to get used to it. It'll. It's still Dune, and it's, it, it, it's just a different interpretation of it, which is okay with me. The story's still the same.
7: David Lynch added some things that weren't in the book. Yeah, that, but rather than touch on those, adding that voice to me, I think was kind of critical to understand how people could potentially communicate, because even though. Paul couldn't hear in the beginning, it kind of, you know, constantly reminded me that at some point they're going to hear each other with their mouths not moving, you know? So
5: you know, I kind of liked
7: it because it left open the window that someone might hear her, you know, like it, it gave her a sense of vulnerability.
1: I would say- I liked like- it
7: because it was in the book.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, if you've watched Blade Runner, the original version, Harrison Ford has that narration throughout the whole movie. And with the multiple director's cuts, it's gone, but I can still hear it. So mm-hmm. in, in that case, yeah. I felt like I still didn't mind having that voice be the narration. But when you have a whole entire cast doing that, oh, my God, it is like enough. Shut up in your brain because we could all hear it. But still. For the purpose of this movie, certain things have to be conveyed differently, and that's why I think Denny excelled at is How can I convey the exact same thing without having to tell you what I'm thinking? That's, I think, the, the craftsmanship that he's able to bring. So I appreciate that being taken out completely. So
3: I'm saying I feel that it's like the context. As you said, he was able to convey it. The movie makes sense, but I felt it lacked the richness
1: right
3: there's no way of, of the, the there's no way to it is like the for instance the relationship between uh, Jessica and Dr. Yui mm-hmm. because they had a um, there were misinterpretations within the book between them yeah. she thought oh he's really vulnerable and he's like oh I have to play this up oh my god she's a Benny Chester, she'll be able to read me and In a moment, I know exactly what, but my wife had, you know, I'll just overemphasize this and then, you know, get her off the track so she doesn't suspect me.
1: Right.
3: (laughs) Little things like that, and I'm not going, but then again, I think that's part of the reason that Denny may have lessened the secondary roles. Right. Because if he had kept it, he would have had to have that context and the movie would have been maybe four hours.
1: Exactly.
3: Maybe five. I would have loved it anyway, but I think I would say pause, go bathroom, come back, continue. <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, who else? Just so we can move forward. Anyone else want to talk about this real quick?
8: Okay. So here's another one where we're going to talk about things that were cut. Um, and we see, like, clips especially in the trailer for the New Dune movie about, like, the Holy War, the Jihad, and all of the possible futures of all of the different outcomes that Paul is actually going to experience all of the possibilities. Do these show through as possibilities to those of you who haven't read the books before? Were you able to like grasp and understand what was happening? I felt like some parts of it were lost. Like we didn't really know the importance of Dr. Yui being a Sook doctor and having gone through all of this training and we missed little parts where like Jessica was, you know, thought to be in cahoots with the Harkonnens, maybe trying to get rid of her husband or, well, her partner. Were there things that you were like, oh, I wish they would have delved more into this part of the storyline? Were there parts of you that were like lost or, we still have part two, so some things might resurface, but did anybody have any trouble following along like with the context of the story?
10: I did a little bit. <laughs> awesome. I, did a little bit.
1: Um, I was like, hmm, when he had like those visions, I was like, oh, what's going on? I guess that I guess the spice makes him see, you know, all these different stuff. But
5: yeah, there were parts of it that I felt like maybe it could have been explained more, uh, maybe in more detail, uh, especially as somebody who hasn't read the books
1: or anything like that. Um, anyone else want to talk uh, briefly about this point?
3: Yeah. Uh, if I may, mm-hmm. um, I felt that it, um, it showed the limitations of his mission because he didn't always imagine things. I mean, he didn't always perceive things that did come true. It's like, okay, this is a possible path. He saw a probability, not uh, the future is chaotic. It's not fixed in stone until certain things occur. Right. So what he saw were possibilities. I think the most interesting one was the one with Jamis. Because he, he made it go, wait a moment, what you call it? Here let me show you. You know, oh Jamas is my friend. And so that right. made the context of the fight yeah. so much deeper. I was like, Bravo, that was excellent. You did an amazing job with that.
1: That's a great point. But uh um, great point.
3: Yeah. But um what you call it? Now we'll have to see what happens in part two. Mm.
1: Right. Well they'll all be drinking that water, that's what I hope you saying. Yeah. <laughs> 'Cause his body I and mean, his water belongs to the tribe, so you know how that goes. Exactly.
3: Yep. Not <laughs> right. creepy at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if you see the extended version, you'll see the that, that scene play out. It's much uh like I ain't drinking that. I know where it's been. <laughs> all right. Let's let's go on because we're actually running out of time. Yeah. Not that I'm not entertaining this at all, like having the best time, but I'm like, we're you really, it's a lot. <laughs> Go ahead, other.
8: Okay, so far in the adaptation of part one, they haven't introduced some key influential characters. Um, I want to know what your guys' dream cast is for certain characters. We have Alia, we have Fade, Shaddam is missing, Princess Erlan. So who who would you love to see cast as these characters in part two, or hopefully Part three, because I am I'm rooting for a third part. Um, I also have my own speculations of who I think they should cast based on how creepy of a small child they can get. So in my in my my dream team, I would like to see Alia either played by Violet McGraw. Um, she looks like this. Hold on, let me see. Okay. She looks like a creepy child, the creepy oz. Or I really like Brooklyn Prince. One. come on come through there we go beautiful beautiful
1: okay
8: and then i actually had a part three she played like young sabrina and the sabrina series on netflix it's mckenna grace yes, that, one. that one that one
3: yeah
8: <laughs> yeah i'm excited i'm excited but those are my three picks for who i'd like to see play alia i don't know if anybody was like I wonder if this would be a good character. So,
1: well, I'm sure you wouldn't want Sting to come back as Fade, right?
8: I kind of in
1: do. the Speedo. Let's be honest.
8: <laughs> it was such a reprieve. I, I love Sting. I actually I have I have speculations for Fade. I like that guy who played um, in the Vikings miniseries. Hmm. Uh, Alex Hugh. I don't know his name is Norwegian. He looks crazy. Okay. I also some people liked Ka- um Killian Murphy and then a lot of people like this
2: Bill people's foreign name. sildar he had intense. Sarsgard. Bill Sarsgard. 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 Somebody. He's help. the Baron's son in real life.
5: I, I, you Spen- well.
1: you he's Pennywise.
2: He's Pennywise from it. Yeah. He is Pennywise. I think he yeah. would make
8: a great fade. I he's love him. He's great. <laughs> Um, but I have lots of, like, in speculations. Um, I also had John McAvoy for um, Shaddam.
3: Okay.
8: And then someone said Jude Law. I'm on the fence about that. But, yeah, those were my speculations. I think for Princess aralon I would like to see either Florence Pugh.
1: I see that. I
8: like see her. it. And then I like Sarah Gaddon. I could see, she has her hair braided in one video, and I was like, I could see it, I could see it. So those are who is on my dream cast for these characters. I don't know if anybody else was like, I'd like to see this person be played by this.
2: Well, I feel, just I'm going to jump in real quick. I feel like I saw two speculations that I was particularly interested in. So they said for Fade, they were like, oh, it should stay as a musician, like a musician turned actor. Mm -hmm. So, of course, they threw out Harry Styles. So I'm like, interesting I don't know crazy loved him in Dunkirk We're gonna see what he does in the new the new movies that he's in but that was interesting and personally as a person who blocked out the existence of Princess Erlon after finishing the book I like totally forgot that she was a character the person who I would most like to see is Saoirse Ronan because Saoirse Ronan and Timothy Chalamet have been in so many movies together and they have I feel like a really great chemistry so those are the only two people that I kind of like care about, but I try really hard not to visualize people. I know people love like casting a movie ahead of time, but I feel like then I just get disappointed by who they cast when it's not my person. So those are my only two kind of wishes.
1: Um a little bit of trivia. The the role that if John Roski had wanted the role mm-hmm. for Faye to be played by, it was Mick Jagger. So that- <laughs> It keeps it in line with the rock and roll theme of having actors uh,
3: well yeah and he wanted who uh, Salvador Dali to play Shaddam um, right,
1: the Emperor Shaddam yeah.
3: Carino IV, the fourth the Padisha Emperor of the unknown universe and
1: Orson <laughs> Welles as the Baron
9: the Baron Harkonnen
1: yeah uh, so again great documentary
9: so. and, he, and he was going to pay uh, wasn't he going to pay uh, Salvador Dali like $100,000 a minute per something acting like room, like, something like that
1: like yeah like a one day shoot the Yeah. All right. Let's go on to the next one, Caroline.
2: Okay. So I have two slides and I feel like every geek out, I always end up with the last slides. So I'm going to just roll barrel (laughs) through them. We're going to barrel through them. So the first thing that I was really impressed by is the fact that the movie is actually beautiful. You're I don't know. I didn't have as high expectations because it is a book adaptation. I feel like you're so worried about making sure that they get the characterization right and the plot development right and those like certain scenes that you really want to see. But I felt like I was really absorbed into this movie and it was just breathtaking. Like the cinematography is amazing and that's something that I particularly care about and um I thought that the score really you know, it worked really well with the visual that you're seeing on screen, even though it's a fairly quiet movie. Like, I don't feel like they had a lot of memorable dialogue, but the the actual appearance of it was beautiful. And I love this scene in particular, because it reminds me of one of my favorite paintings. So there's a Casper David Friedrich painting that's like, the wanderer above the mist and it's like a guy and you see his back and he's standing out and you see like the clouds in front of him. So I thought that was a really interesting nod. And I mean, I just like Villeneuve's work and like the way that he sees the world and, and the world building of Dune. So I'm really excited to see what he's going to come up with for part two. So we can see more of like the Fremen and and how that's going to work out because I just really, I'm intrigued. I'm like, I'm, I'm hesitant. But I'm intrigued based off of what I saw in the first movie.
1: And and to make light of what Gene wrote, is that Sherlock? And I was like, no, that's not Benedict <laughs> Cumberbatch. It looks like Sherlock from the back. I give it really you
4: does. It's it really <laughs> Great. This is what he looks
1: like. It's great. So yeah. that, I'm look, I'm laughing because Got I you. see it too. too. I see it too. Now,
2: now that we, now that you said it, we can't unsee it. <laughs> Because
7: Whatever. that was said, I think I'm looking at the Loch Ness.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. I'm sorry it just
7: thrown me right there. Yep, that's yeah. Sherlock, looking for Nessie. <laughs> 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 All
1: right. Uh, what's the next one, uh, Caroline?
2: So the next one is a, a much more interesting topic. Um, if you want to go to the next slide. We probably cannot cover it what, in that? like the two minutes that we have left. But I read a lot of really interesting articles about Dune for the book and for the movie about this idea of is Paul a white savior? And it's really interesting because I feel like after kind of digesting things, it's like I don't think that the book necessarily has a white savior complex or, um, you know, a problem with representation. Right. But when it is adapted, it tends to you know, lose some of the specificity that Herbert included in the book that makes it, you know, a complex uh, society and culture. And so I just was curious if anyone else had these like weird vibes if they watch, like when they watched the movie, especially if they didn't have any context from the book, if they felt like it's strange that not only are the Fremen like all ethnicities and like all kinds of people, right? not one of them being, you know, somebody who's actually descended from somebody who is from North Africa or the Middle East originally, but does it, did that, you know, did that throw you off? Like Javier Bardem's accent is kind of strange. All of their accents are kind of strange. You know, I don't know. I just, it's one of those things that I'm not sure about. And I was curious if anybody else had any thoughts on, because it's kind of one of those complex issues. I read
8: oh. further into this series. And so I know it's going to happen. And I'm like, nope, not a white savior, <laughs> not a white savior. <laughs> but I feel like from an outside perspective, at least the first part of the movie, like the first part that we just saw. Um, yeah. I guess you could probably take that. Like, why is he the hero? Why is it another white dude? Um, so I could see it for both perspectives But yeah, because they're building him up to be where you're going through the hero cycle with him, where you're journeying with him into the desert, and he's an outsider, so it's kind of interesting to see how cultures will mingle because he becomes their leader, so I don't know.
3: Yeah, I was just going to say, I I really don't feel that, but then perhaps I'm too close to the uh, source material that I've read Dune many times, and have seen what uh, Herbert was attempting to do with his work. As I said, on a on a very surface-level discussion of it, perhaps, it has the tropes for it, but it, it really isn't, at least if you continue with the story. And also, I take the, the concept of that this is set 34,000 years in the future. I don't believe that our perceptions of it should be the same. This is said at another time. It's like saying, okay, let's take our morals and values and mores, taboos, and thrust it on the Roman Empire. That doesn't work. Because that's not how those people live. So that it has the tropes, I'll agree. Is it? I would argue against that. Fair enough.
1: All right. Um, Anyone else want to chime in before we are close to wrapping up? And unfortunately, we're going to have to have multiple conversations on this. Because, you know, when Dune becomes available for us to watch, and I think it was the meeting, we're going to back to in-house programming soon. So if that's the case, I'm going to make sure that we get a license to show Dune so we can have even further discussions down the road. Yeah. So, but let's go into this. My portion is real easy, is that because now that we have Dune, and we're going to get a part two, we get the Bene Justice sisterhood and all that. Is this the DCEU, the Dune uh. cinematic extended universe? And I think it will do it justice because the regular DCEU is garbage, but I can see Dune being so expansive because you have, I think six, what, uh, Frank Herbert's original books. We have the, Prequels, the interquels of Dune with his son and, and Kevin Anderson. We have graphic novels. I mean, yeah, the
8: houses. You
1: know. And the different houses. So it, it is a massive universe that I'm like, I would love to see each one get a treatment on this. And if it can be all contained and come together, why not the DCEU? That's I agree. <laughs> It's definitely
7: that follows the standard, at least, of of the beginnings of this style that's coming out, the visual style and and the quietness of tone and the softness of the background. Absolutely. You know, I would like a more diverse cast because I I am limited in my exposure to the (laughs) world. And I mean, I I don't want to get in trouble saying this, but I often can see people from other cultures more believable in a in a situation that i am unfamiliar with
1: and And, and a lot more interesting
7: right and it's like yeah because it's like it's not my brother (laughs) you know know, it's not someone i know it kind of takes that away and um so you know i think it would be great if they did that and it makes me think well i guess i gotta read more books then you know but um I would like a diversion away from the Marvel and DC heroes myself. You know, I would like to, us to go back as a as a Hollywood focus, you know, to kind of that Lord of the Rings fantasy idea or you know, sci-fi would be great. Right. that's That's not so JJ Abrams or Right, there has know, to be an
1: equivalent. Iron if Lord of the Rings exists, this has to exist. It has to right. balance. So yeah. Why not? I agree. All right, we're going to, Grant, go tap, bypass all my stuff. We'll, we'll talk about this later on, another time. Just keep tap, tap, tap.
4: Oh, but you work so hard on it, I heard.
8: you can go to the library. Whatever.
1: It's all on Hoopla. That's all I gotta say. You like yeah. you, you like graphic novels. I have the hardcover, right? If you don't want to wait. Go online to Hoopla. Can't plug that enough.
4: They also hoopla, have... Joe. Hoopla.
1: If you Ooh, love the soundtrack. Yeah. I love Dune tremendously. I'm saying this as a fan. The Dune uh, sketchbook is a much better soundtrack than the Dune soundtrack album, in my opinion. But I also love the original Dune from Toto.
8: Yes. Hmm. So okay. I, I can't help
1: yeah. that. It's, right. a
8: mood. it's
1: a mood. The Inkle is available. We do have it in hardcover, but like, well, like two copies. But if Ooh. you want to read the whole thing, Go through Hoopla. We have all the issues or one massive issue for all of them together. So you can do that as well. And if you don't happen, happen to have a library card or if you're out of town, I'm not sure who was here. If you use your phone, you can scan it right now and apply for an electronic library card through the library's website. And you can access everything that we have digitally through Hoopla. So great benefit there. I'm going to have to go through, do memes real quick. <laughs> Uh me when the bagpipes hit in Dune. Who's <laughs> it? That is okay. the best moment. And I, I love that moment.
8: I love the bagpipes.
1: Oh my god. Uh Dune fans when they see the worm on the screen. Uh me when people say that Dune is a Star Wars copy. Uh mom, can we go see Dune? No, we have Dune at home. Dune at home is Beetlejuice. Uh Dune. <laughs>
8: Uh, I wanted the, the worms to have a fiery center. I, mm. <laughs> Did uh, anybody I miss that part?
1: <laughs> we'll get there. Uh the pug is for the space pug is for, for Heather, because they were missing the hug, yeah. the pug.
8: We still have time. We still
1: we have still time have for the time. pug. Okay. Uh, okay.
8: If you haven't seen it, they ride off into battle with the the dog of the house.
1: So this really comes to the the point of us trying to wait for Dune. Feels a lot like this across the board. Uh, Interstellar is perfect. I think the Squid Game is more apt because it just came out, and that's fantastic. So, But yeah, it's going to be like, when's it going to come out? Mm, We'll wait. (laughs) wait We waited this long, so what's a couple more years?
8: I legit snorted.
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure if you can hear the music.
3: Can't I'm, hear it. can hear it.
1: Yeah, it's I don't I don't know why it's gonna play. It's,
3: weird, on the plane.
8: Like, it's a rave
1: music of the throat like singing theme. So you can see it on on, on YouTube, but it's hysterical. So I'm like, I never thought I would ever see throat singing, let alone turn that into a rave party. So all right. But
8: it works. It's so it, works. it
1: really does. I mean, you want to have card at a rape party? Okay. <laughs> okay. This one we can skip because it's all Dune uh, from the trailer is done as Legos, which is fantastic. I love it. But <laughs> We don't have time for that today. So that's got cut. All right. So, Caroline.
2: Yes, Monty. You have I have a, the winners.
1: You have the winners. Who is our first winner? And should we do it like you said? Just have the first person pick what they want? I think so. That way
2: we don't place value on it. They place value on it.
1: Fair enough. (laughs) So who is our first winner?
2: Our first winner is, drum roll, Tanya. Oh, Tanya's our first winner.
1: (laughs) So Tanya, out of this, which is your first and only choice,
7: (laughs) I'm trying to see. There's there's four books.
1: We have the Dune storybook, right? The rest are DVDs. This is the extended version of Dune. That the, the first DVD. Book? Yes. Okay. And then we have the Dune miniseries, the mm-hmm. sci-fi channel, and right. Children of Dune, also DVD.
7: The second book. Second book. I'm gonna get the sci-fi one because I don't know how. Otherwise, I'll get an I'll get a handle on that because right, I haven't everybody. seen it. All right. That would be great.
1: It's yours. Okay.
7: Thank you very much.
1: Tanya, just let us know which branch you wanted to pick up.
7: Naranja.
1: Naranja. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, that's the closest one.
7: Thank you.
1: Thank you. (laughs) All right. Caroline, who is our second winner?
2: So, ironically enough, I didn't take Tanya's name off the second time, like when I read it the second time, and she actually came up the second time. But we're limited to one,
1: mm. we're limited to one. Oh. Yeah. Go, <laughs> <So,
2: laughs> which is like, so our next winner, drum roll, is Patrick. Patrick, Well, <laughs>
1: Wow, Patrick. thank you. So, you have the steel case for Dune. You have the Children of Dune. Or the storybook
5: of Dune. I'll take the children of Dune.
1: All right. Awesome. Thank you. Patrick for the win. I usually don't win anything.
2: <laughs> we got well, you. You, you could have had Patrick. a chicken
1: dinner, but you have a DVD instead. So,
2: <laughs> all right. Okay. Third, uh, third winner. Come roll. Thank
1: you again. Thank you, Patrick. Third winner is Gene. Gene.
3: Gene, you won,
1: Gene. Yay. A lifetime supply of turtle wax. Wonderful.
4: (laughs) Yay. So, Gene. (laughs) uh, I I think I'll take the storybook. That'll be great.
1: All right. Gene gets the storybook.
2: That would have been my pick, Gene. So, good choice. Good choice.
1: (laughs) And then you're going to turn around and sell on eBay.
2: Uh, don't tell secrets, Monty. We don't need to tell secrets. I think a, I would have considered the
7: turtle wax. That there was. you go.
1: <laughs> All right. So, Caroline, who was our last pick?
7: Last winner, drum roll,
2: is Tigger.
1: Tigger. Yay. Tigger gets.
6: Yay. High steel case. <laughs>
1: that steel.
6: That's, that's awesome. So,
1: good on you.
6: Very,
1: very cool. Thank you. Okay. And since I have you all here, for next week, our last Geek Out for November, we are doing What If, still Season 1, Episodes 4 through 6, and then the beginning of December, we are going to start The Witcher, Episodes 1 through 4. So if you want to participate, please feel free to sign up. But I'm glad that all of you are here. And I'm very grateful that all of you came to this program. And it means a lot that everyone came because this is a long time coming that we put a lot of work into this. And I'm glad that this all came out together perfectly. I can't wait till next year, considering we have like more opportunities to do even more more elaborate programs. So in-person programs, I can't wait to do that with you guys it's very soon. So on that note thank you for coming today's geek out so before we go anyone want to say anything before we go since we're going to be uh, done in a moment To say
5: one thing yes, sir. Has any uh, has anybody seen foundation yeah or
1: one episode
2: i started it like what? two three episodes
7: in I'm it's gonna read
5: the books. Interesting. I need to watch that. Yeah, I've read the books. Woo, I'm gonna it, read them myself. It is interesting. I'm like uh, episode nine. Okay. And I've never read the books. My friends have all read it, and I was asking them as I'm going along, and it's like they were telling me some of the discrepancies. Because I want to read Foundation, but at the same time, I as I'm watching it, I thought this is kind of interesting. Why is it like this? If and we want to
1: add it to the Geek next year, we can yes. do that.
7: Please, okay. I good share a birthday okay. with Isaac Asimov, and so it was like required reading.
1: <laughs> okay, all right, we'll, we'll plan it out for next year for the foundation. Yeah, okay. have you have
6: done have you guys done a geek out on the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy?
5: Oh, no, well, that's I a good, suggest- good suggestion. Oh, we
6: should I have the original,
5: I have the original anime, Um, original 80s British,
6: the video BBC.
5: yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think
1: that's on Hoopla too.
6: It so. is. I, I, yeah, I saw I, that. A, okay. I
1: love that. I love the book. All right. That's also a good suggestion. Okay. Um, anyone else?
2: I just wanted to say thank you, Monty, for getting this all together and hosting and having these conversations. I love to kind of jump in and out of the geek out world and rag on you. And you're always such a good sport. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs>
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. And that's again, that's the whole point of this whole geek out is that us as library fans, uh, library staff talk about this constantly. Patrons talk about this. Why not combine the two together and make that a program in our library? Right? Mm -hmm. That's the whole point of our geek outs. So the magic. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. So I have a comment. Will
0: Brandon Sanderson of the Cosmere universe ever be a topic for geek out?
1: The, what was the name? Brandon
0: Sanderson, Cosmere Universe. He does,
2: Cosmere like, World. Series. I don't
1: know. Didn't he
2: finish writing the Wheel of Time series for the original oh. author? My boyfriend's oh, reading the Wheel of, the Wheel of, of Time. time. Oh, oh, oh. And that show
0: also. The Wheel of Time
2: out. would be a great Kiko. That's a good one, too. Yeah.
1: Because the series is time coming out Kiko. like next week or two. <laughs>
0: We yeah. gotta read the books first. I gotta read the books first
2: before yeah. I watch that. There's I mean, a ton. Yeah. They're, they're all there's a thousand pages. Let me just add yeah. 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 There's like 14 I think, but yeah, totally. Yeah. We'll we'll we'll,
1: Audio book we'll, it. We'll add the Wheel of Time as well. Um, the other thing yeah. too is like, it doesn't have to be like necessarily sci-fi stuff. Like I he was willing to do with uh, Downton Abbey because <laughs> there's a new movie coming out. And I'm always I was a fan of the series. I haven't seen the movie, but I'm like, we could do that too. So it doesn't have to be sci-fi. It's what is out there that we like and what we have in our collection that we can rent out and check out.
5: It's funny you mentioned that because one of my co-workers was reading Bridgerton in the chat. I don't know how this came.
1: <laughs> Right. So let's not I <laughs> I would like to again diversify Only Bridgerton has you-
7: this element of fantasy. Just say
10: <laughs> so, <laughs>
7: it <fits>. It's <laughs> so, been like, highly requested. Uh,
10: she's, she's like that's
5: literally it. into this. Okay. <laughs> and so, if you guys mentioned, you know, in Canada, that's the only reason why I brought it up. Yeah. It up. I mean,
1: there, it is going to get a second season. So, uh, what's his name? It's not going to be in it, though, but I'm sure they'll figure out a way. But yeah. No, but, but, but things like know. that let us know we can easily make that happen that's that's the whole point of this geek out it's like we love talking about this let's make a program easy as that all right folks i gotta go to the bathroom <laughs> I'm 4 30 and i'm like yes.
7: see you guys next week see you guys great job
4: hail mars, hail mars.
1: <laughs> hail mars. Hail mars. <laughs> <laughs>
0: If you were a monster kid growing up If you enjoyed Saturday mornings Watching monster movie matinee Or staying up all night Watching the midnight feature Then Monster Attack is the podcast for you We not only look at classic old monster movies We share our experience Growing up as a monster kid Join us every Monday